I'm like 98% sure that these are just like advanced ring doorbells. Oh, that's really bad. If they have the ability to monitor people? If, if these are robots, they have to be animated somehow. There's probably power cores in this village. Uh, they do give me the heebie of jeebies. Our only job is to map things out here, guys. We're, we're a scouting party. People are going to come in here and delve more like thoroughly later. On the wall, you see what looks to be like some sort of diagram or in the further northeastern area, there is one that says laboratory. That looks like a challenge. We don't turn away from challenge. Foundlings, and welcome back to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 57. We are a little above halfway. Woo! I I wasn't joking when I said we were going to awkwardly celebrate each and every episode after 50. So we're still going here. But yeah. um, Until we get to 100. Let me throw a big party. Yeah. Well, my name is Emily, and I am your host, game master, and, you know, the the person who does all the other stuff, I guess, and also, like, yeah. I love how you always put an and after the two things that are your job definitively, and then you question what else you do. Well, I, I do a lot. I'm your social media manager, producer, and... and Editor, composer, writer, so many... Th- artist, writer, you know, all these beautiful things. I am joined at my table by none other than my two masculine players, because that's all I have. Anyway, boys, men. That's us. And this part of us is me, Quentin. I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York, currently asking the rest of his friends, if I jumped off a cliff, would you? Also, Charles Smoot's voice has slowly degenerated from like over this, the years, absolutely. over the years, over the amount of time he's been in game. I apparently. listened back to like episode three the other day, and it was jarring. <laughs> <laughs> so starkly different. I know. Now you sound like you have throat cancer. He really does. I guess all the smoking caught up with him after like three thousand years in a test tube. And me, Jaden, uh, your friendly Finavir Avir. Full-time rogue, part-time bard, looking for fame, fortune, and family as he explores the world around him. Sick. I like it. All right, so um, I guess we'll uh, do a recap here, because I, oh. I didn't write one, because I was planning on just, like, this being a part one, part two, part three, oh. until you guys get through the ruin. That's fair, honestly. I can't keep coming up with amazing titles until, like, something happens. It truly is difficult. Truly. Last time our party, continuing on with their exploration, they discovered a ruin of a settlement and happened across a map which hinted towards the location of several other significant areas that they might be interested in exploring. But of course, they must travel, reconnoiter, and right now, jump across that bridge. So we're picking up right as Charles Smoot leapt off the side of a cliff towards 
a bridge which was broken and overhanging part of this gorge. And deep down below, 30 feet, is a rushing river. So, Charles Smoot! Roll that athletics check, yeah. I guess. Like, starting off, like, uh, either success or fail. The only way to do things, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the only All way right. to do this. Um, Nice and public roll to the rest of the cast so they can... Oh! Oh, we, we clear it. Whoa. Like, miles. We we we're, we leaps and bounds. We're on the other side of the cavern. We're fine. 33 for Charles Smith. I was about to say, excuse you, it's my job to tell you whether or not you pass or fail. And guess what? You failed. No, I'm ah! I jumped straight down into the bottom of the cavern, which is 30 feet down. <laughs> I jumped to the bottom, landed perfectly. And then you just... Start uh, drowning because it's water. <laughs> exactly. Your, your aim was so good. So, so good. you leap across and you manage to land actually beyond the five foot overhang of the bridge. You feel as the metal frame sort of shudders underneath of your weight, but it's stable. And you realize that you are on the solid ground aspect of the landmass on the other side. Your party is holding on to the rope, staring at you. And they finally breathe a sigh of relief. And then I give them two enthusiastic thumbs up. Good work, Smoot. Oh, I knew I had it in me. Uh, <laughs> I was a little worried that like, I, I might like break my hip or something on the, on the landing, but apparently I still got it in me. A little bit of spry in my step. Well, we would have made sure that you cushily, you know, slammed your b- whole body into the mountainside. Or uh, side. That, that's what I'm trying to avoid, I think. Uh, we're we're going to pass on that, yeah. All right. Your turn. I mean, this is why I brought the rope over, so if you guys fail, I can just kind of pull you up. I thought the idea was you were going to tie it off and we would sort of, like, shimmy across. You're going to literally walk a tight rope? Oh, no, I was going to, like, hang upside down and awkwardly, like, sl- uh, you know. Who's going to hold the other side on your side? Well, we could just use one of our clips from uh, our climbing gear and make a, a harness of sorts. You do whatever you want. I mean, I'm, I'm over here. I'm a large man. I've got this end of the rope. Best of luck, guys. You do see, um, Charles, that there are parts of this that you could potentially tie it off to. And, like, on the other side, there seems to be what remains of a metal post in the ground that potentially could be used to tie off the rope, if you would so choose. Can I check how sturdy any of this is? As this is a crumbling ruin. Mm. Um, do, do you have a lore engineering? Could I roll a survival check or something? Uh, I'm going to say a lore engineering. Uh, or yeah, lore yeah. seeker? No. Charles Smoot has the clever improviser and untrained improvisation skill feat. You can attempt any skill action which would normally require you to be trained and uh, you add your proficiency bonus to untrained skills equal to half your level. I see. So uh, I can roll lore engineering with uh, half my level would be a plus three. All right. Go ahead and roll. Let me use physical dice for this one. 14 for Charles Smoot's improv engineering knowledge. Charles Smoot, you are a biology teacher. That I am. <laughs> um, looking at this bridge, you can see that while there are years of rust on the metal parts of it, it does look relatively stable from your perspective, at least where you're standing. I mean, you've already determined that the part that was overhanging uh, from five feet out is probably not as stable as it should be, but the part that you are currently standing on 
seems like it is sturdy enough from your perspective. I think I'm just going to hold on to the rope. Okay. All right. So, Finnevere. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Finnevere, there is currently still a gap between you and Charles Smoot, uh, and there's a river below. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on one side, he's on the other. You guys got to get across, if, or you don't have to. You could just leave him there. Uh, well, I'd like to set up some pythons and use that at, uh, to uh, make a secured other side to tie it to. So you would like to use your uh, pythons to try and create a secure hold? Not If we have any extra, I wouldn't mind just leaving this here. Any extra what? Pythons. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You were kind of talking and oh, weren't uh, really... Yeah, doing... I do that. All right. Let's smack these two in here, bang them down to the ground, and then he'll uh, he'll tie a loop and a knot around one, snug it up, and then basically the other as kind of a backup. Okay. Sure, go ahead and roll your survival for for your security. 19 for Finnevere. Okay. So, uh, Finn, you securely uh, pound down on the pitons and you tie a sturdy-looking knot. Valen looks uh, at your work. He sort of nods. How many extras were you thinking you needed? I have five on me. Well, I was thinking we could leave these two behind. All right. And perhaps if we had enough extra rope, we could leave this here and then use it to come back, especially if we were in a hurry. Right, I have one... 50-foot rope on myself. I did not bring any. Alternatively, we could pull all together and perhaps pull these pythons out on the other side and then try to do this whole setup again later when we need to leave. I'm not a particular fan of that idea. Uh, Smoot was keen to jump the first time, but... We can always buy more pythons, and if we cross this bridge once, we'll have to cross it again to get back. Well... You heard the smoot. Right. So? Uh, am I able to make the harness out of some rope? And uh, I'd imagine we'd have clips for the pythons and the rope for the, with the if climbing you have, gear. If your climber's gear says that you have that in there. I don't know. if Does, does the climber's kit say that it has the... It might just be... It starts with C. It might just be stakes, rope, and the stuff you put on your shoes. Yeah. So um, you, you have yeah. what is in your climber's kit. Um, which is 50 feet of rope. There are pulleys, oh, a dozen a pitons, a hammer, a grappling hook, and one set of crampons. So there are other crampons mm-hmm. in there. There's a way just to do it with rope. You just tie a loop at the end. All right. So we'll cut it. Uh, if you have enough rope. Oh, Phelan's got 150 feet of rope. He said he has one, one 50 foot rope. Oh, that's very different. Very different. He has one 50 foot rope. I also have one 50 foot rope. Yeah. Um, I'll make that into one 10-foot rope and one 40-foot rope and make the 10-foot rope into a... Actually, do I even need 10 feet? It'd be like six feet. Okay, so I'll use like an appropriate six-ish foot amount to make a, a makeshift harness. Okay, so roll your survival to make a makeshift harness. Ooh. All right. For uh, 28. Sure, you make a makeshift harness for yourself that you're able to don and you find it relatively easy to try and make this crossing. All right, so I'll make the first trick. All right, you climb, holding onto this rope. Charles Smoot, you feel as the rope tension kind of... You're, you're kind of like looking off into the distance. Go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Yeah, sure. That's fun. Uh, 
Uh, Charles Smoot with a 22 on his perception check. As you were looking off into the distance, you've been keeping your ears perked for the sound of rumbling approaching, which it's been quite still for like the past 15 minutes since you've been standing here, since it has taken some time for them to uh, situate themselves. You've been watching it, like looking over occasionally, seeing Finnevere finagling the rope. And you all of a sudden, though, as you're looking away, feel as the tension increased on the rope quite suddenly. Startled. Charles Smoot turns around and begins bracing himself, trying to get very firm footing. Give a man a little bit more warning next time. All right, yeah, no. So um, you just feel as he's climbing across, you can feel yourself, though, getting slightly dragged. It's, it's kind of a frightening prospect, but you are able to brace against the sides of the bridge as he climbs across and makes his way. Uh, and finally comes into sweet sweet solid contact with the dirt or the metal of the bridge uh, please a little bit of both more warning um and and less weight on your personage when you come across so uh finn will now grab behind smoot and assist him okay finnevere with his uh and putting his weight now behind charles smith's kind of romantic no i'm kidding um you're <laughs> <laughs> Arms and wrap around Charles Smith's waist. Start playing the, uh, the the Titanic theme. Yeah. Okay. Kelsey begins uh, her own crossing, and you see that she is doing exactly as she said. She is currently shimmying upside down, hanging onto the rope, and just making her way across. Though you can see that she is holding on for dear life. However, as she gets towards your guys' side, you can see that. She sort of lets go a little early, landing on the part of the bridge just five feet extended from the side of the gorge. Finn has, like, he starts having uh, Taylor flashbacks. Heart palpitations. Uh, He drops the rope and just books it over there. You would need to make a reflex to see if you can try and grab her. Oh, yeah, there's the heart palpitations. 23 reflex. Okay, so you drop the rope. Um, which Charles Smoot is still holding on to. She's already let go, so there's almost no weight on it. Um, but she kind of rolls towards you guys. You headbutt right into her, trying to grab her. Uh, Ow! Why? Why? Ow! I, it, it looks like... Never mind. I'm sorry. Are you okay? I think... I think you did more damage to me than... Oh! Than Charles Smoot that one time. Ow! She... Stands up and brushes herself off, though. As she does, you hear behind you the sound of metal creaking and cracking. And then you see as that five-foot part of the metal bridge drops. And there's no longer the five-foot extension from where you guys are standing. And she looks back and forth very nervously. Meanwhile, Valen starts climbing across Charles Smoot. You again feel the weight on the rope. But he makes it across just fine. And you're all once again together on the other side of the gorge. Well, certainly not the uh, cleanest execution, but hey, we made it. Right, I I need to work on my pull-ups. Right, so we should probably keep going then. All right, we'll just find something to tie the other end of the rope off to. Keep keep going. We need to wait for camps. Honestly, it's getting late. I just want to be able to use this next time. I keep going off the bridge, sure, but like maybe find nearby cover and sleep. Sounds really good. Oh, you know, if we made camp close to the river, then we'd have, you know, 
less area that things could attack us from, so not too far, I think. Certainly works for me. Maybe just off the crumbly bridge at the very least. Yeah, I think so. So, you guys uh, move away from the bridge, and you are going to attempt to uh, set up your camp for the evening. Uh, Whatever your watch order is, you may determine so now. Oh, we need to. Um, Charles Smoot wakes up early. He'll, he'll, he'll go to bed right away, and he's early to bed, early to rise. Okay, so he's last watch? Yep, last watch. Okay. Uh, Finn volunteers for first shift. Okay. And the other two fill in the other spaces in between. Go ahead and roll your perception checks. All critically fail. Rocks <laughs> fall. Everyone dies. That's what we need those high rolls for. Regular maintenance perception checks. 24 for Finn. Charles Smoot with a total 20. Okay. As you guys um, set up camp for the evening, you feel a very close and and you you feel very nearby rumbling as something seems to be passing by about a mile away or so from where you are. But it fades somewhat quickly and stops, and your evening is met with general peace, and you are able to rest. Finally. Finally eating some delicious uh, berries that you've uh, managed to find, and you awaken the next day. It's time to travel, reconnoiter, all these things, right? So. All right, let's get to that map making. Oh, yeah. Day three. It would appear that there is a river that is going to be on our right-hand side, um, and we can just keep that river to our right-hand side as we make our way northward up to where the laboratory shall supposedly be, as according to the map we found in the last town. Okay. So, yes, the pinging, it's uh, the new ping. There's a new ping. I me like it. Oh, that's right. The good vibe and beats. Alright, um, we'll spend... Um, Oh, well, we moved. We did not reconnoiter, nor did we map this place. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you haven't reconnoitered, really. You moved. You need to reconnoiter, and then you need to map. Or you don't have to. Wait, 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 hold on. The hexagon that we were in that we just traveled across, did we not? We just moved to it. Yeah, so we need to recon and map that one first. Correct. All right, we will do that then. Yeah. Uh, we roll nothing to recon, uh, but to map, I'm rolling my survival. I love how you, <laughs> Quentin, I love how you discovered the meaning of reconnoiter. Reconnoiter. Uh, and then being like, wait, that's recon? Bruh! Wild. Uh, this is survival, correct? Survival is how you were going to attempt to map okay. the area. Very nice. And anyone else could attempt to aid if they so choose. I- I'm assuming Finnevere's right with me, giving oh. me his artistic critique. Oh, yeah, no, he's backseat mapping. I believe that gives me a plus two on my survival check for a total of 18 for Charles Smoot. All right, and uh, backseat driving here with the, with the mapping for uh, 27 for Finn. Um, so you sit down momentarily and you begin to map out the area, taking in this lovely surrounding. And actually, because you are along the river, you get a somewhat more clear view of the area, you can see that along the river, a lot of this space is mostly uh, plains, except for uh, to your 
east. It's uh, more jungle, but there does seem to be a river that extends further into the jungle. And then also just branches further towards the uh, southeast. But you were going to keep the river to your... To our right-hand side as we travel in a northward direction. Okay, okay. So um, you, you've successfully reconned and mapped this area. So, um, gentlefolk. That's us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll your perceptions as you are traveling into a new hex. Let's go. Let's go indeed. 28. Oh, we're seeing all things today. Oh, you indeed. 31 for Charles Smoot. We see all things. Hopefully all good things. Oh, and bad. No, I, if there are bad things, I want to see those too. I just don't. I hope there aren't bad things for us to see. You guys begin traveling through this jungle, keeping to the river to your right. You can see that it slopes downward, and you are no longer standing far above it, but you're actually able to travel closely along this river's bank through this jungle. However, as you begin getting further into this area, you begin to hear some strange, almost deep and guttural sounds, almost like a a chirp. They're short and trilling sound, but it's deep. <laughs> no, no, it does not sound like a frog. Rip. It, it sounds like... Can I, can I roll a knowledge nature check? Yes, you could. Thank you. That That's... I need a little bit more information. That that would be the best. Yeah, no, that's how uh, you can 16 get 16 for Charles Smith. Utilizing his knowledge given the sound. Is there any creature he might associate it with? Finn's got nature too, but um, I don't want to encroach. <laughs> You're more than welcome to see if you pick up any clues. I rolled a, a whole whopping six. So, pow, pow. Uh, 23 nature for Finn. Finnevere... You believe it belongs uh, to some sort of very large primate creature. Charles Smoot, you, your hearing has been going. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it really has. Like, age does not help. <laughs> does oh, wait, no, 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 no. He heard it fine. <laughs> His hearing is fine. Don't, don't gaslight this poor old man's hearing. His hearing is great. His knowledge is going. The mind goes before the body. Uh, dementia. No. There you go. The dementia is kicking in. Okay, he's in peak physical condition. Uh, no, we're just messing with you. Unfortunately, Charles Smoot, you are unable to place this exact identification of this creature. Though, Finevere, you... For some reason, get in your mind that it is some sort of primate creature, though it sounds very large. Both of you hear this deep bellowing sound, and you occasionally, as you are moving closer and closer towards this sound, you feel the ground kind of shaking. This is smooth. With our perception of amazing... Uh, both of us having above 25. Can we tell the general direction this sound is coming from? If we continue to go northeast. Northeast. Oh, that's exactly where it is. Yeah, it seems like it is northeast. Oh, very, very exciting. Um, so... We're getting closer. Uh, Mr. Smoot, you're, oh. you don't happen to be leading us in the direction of something dangerous. Um, well, we are going to the laboratory. Mr. Smoot, you're not taking us in the direction of some loud creature on purpose, are you? 
On, on purpose, me never. Why do you look so happy, Mr. Smoot? Because it seems to be getting in our way. Of course, it seems a might suspicious, Charles, that you're leading us in this direction. Listen, I, I'm in the front of the party. Like, just, just everyone stay behind me. If the monkey grabs me and wheels me around like it's a chimpanzee, so be it. Right? What could go wrong? What monkey? I don't know. It, it sounds like an animal. <laughs> We're in a jungle. Could be a bird. It flies off with me to the ceiling. I mean, context clues. The context does a lot. It could be a jaguar. Could be a jaguar. Ooh. Oh. Could be a giant river otter. What kind of things did you guys fight while it was gone? What kind of things did you people grow up with? Oh my, what? Well, I, I grew up in the North American hemisphere. The only thing real natural land predator we had was the grizzly bear. He, he, you can tell he just shuts off listening as you start talking about the country that you're from because he does not know what that is. We did also have bobcats and occasionally wolves and coyotes. So, I mean, like... Mr. Spook. Yeah. Shh. Are, you trying, are you trying to hear the animal better? No, I just want you to be quiet. Oh. I'll find them. I'll just map out the area in silence. Wait, look. She points to the side and you see off the side there are two cats playing. Aw, we do get cat memes in the future still. Well, I can't say dogs, because dogs don't show up in jungles. Uh, Finn would give off a, a visible discomfort as he um, keeps his distance. So I guess we'll just reconnoiter the area and then map this location before moving on. You begin to recon. Indeed we do. Right. And you guys uh, make your way a little bit further in, watching where you're going or just blazing full speed ahead? Um, I mean, we're being somewhat tactful with our positioning due to the fact that we know whatever creature is out there is relatively close. So Charles Smoot would definitely be in the front. So would you be trying to sneak your way around or just um, keeping an eye out? Keeping an, I, a watchful eye? I think we'd be keeping an eye out. I don't, I don't know think we'd be stealthing. Yeah. Okay. So, that uh, sounds slow. As you it guys, does sound slow. For, for, this, for this specific reconnoiter, please roll your perceptions. 14 for Charles Smoot, as the die has given me a 2. 20 for Finn. Charles Smoot is distracted by the cats as he is attempting to explore onward, <laughs> just constantly thinking about them. You see as the cats begin stalking you. Smoot, we mark the shapely trees, the river, and the mountains. What, 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 what? Cats? No, no, no. We can draw cats later. Well, I can draw cats now. Um, Charles Smoot, as you are at the front and you turn back towards Finavira saying you could draw cats now. Yeah. All of a sudden, you feel yourself lose your footing. Oh, no. As you are going up an incline, that incline suddenly gives way and you tumble down into a shallow pit. Whoa, where am I? Okay. I was up there and now I'm down here. Mr. Smoot, are you okay? I was up there. Now I'm down here. So, uh, Finavir, you reach the top of this strangely shaped crater, um, and you see that Charles Smoot is currently, he's at the bottom of the crater towards your side. It looks like it is about 30 feet in diameter. Well, I'm not dead yet, so that's a good sign. It has a generally gentle slope downwards. You see the area is covered in uh, lots of... Uh, broken tree limbs and leaves littering the area. And Charles Smoot, as you sort of stand up and brush yourself off, you hear something crunching under your foot. 
I will attempt to investigate what it is that I've stepped on. Was this a bird nest? Giant bird nest? So, go ahead and roll a perception check because you are investigating something. I, indeed, I dooby-doo. Uh, 21 for Charles Smoot. So. Oh, I don't like ominous music. There's context clues. <laughs> my happy, my happy doot-doots have gone away. Your you know, happy doot-doots. It's your watch. It's your watch. Oh, no. Man, he loves his watch. Oh, I hope my watch didn't break. I would be livid. Don't you know you're not rolling. You're not rolling for that now. There's no need to. So, Charles Smoot. Do I investigate and see my watch broken? <laughs> I'm very paranoid about this now. <laughs> Charles Smoot, you look down, your eyes glancing past your watch, which looks fine, oh, by the way. God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the largest concern here. You just see that there's a tiny nick on the side of it. It's gold, so it's a soft metal. Um, so it's it's been through a lot of wear and tear recently. However, the glass one appears fine. But as your eyes glance over this, you suddenly catch glimpse of some strange-looking stone of sorts. It's kind of creamish in color, but it looks like there's moss covering it. Not a, that's not you, a stone. You lift your foot, and you see that there is the remnants of a skull beneath it. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Oh, you thought it was an egg? I thought it was an egg. <laughs> I thought I, like, fell into some form of nest and broke an egg of a big creature. Skulls are fine. Skulls are par for the courts. Right. Death, decay, mayhem. But as you lift your foot, you hear a little bit more of this crunching sound. Um, Finnevere, roll a perception check. We rolling hot tonight. 23. I am due for a serious comeuppance. Trees. Lots of trees. Blind. So, so very blind. So blind. So very blind. Right. He can see on my screen. Charles and Finnevere, you hear a the crunching and cracking of tree branches, and you mm. see all of a sudden as a gargantuan ape, a gorilla of sorts, roaches through the trees... You can see its face kind of like lean in towards you. It is breathing heavily and you see like this steam kind of like come out of its nostrils. And strangely enough though, you can see that one of its eyes appears to be made of some sort of metal and there is a red like iris to it. And its right arm appears to be some sort of robotic appendage. For the sake of posterity, you have utilized the descriptive gargantuan. Yes. Is this meant intentionally or artistically? Intentionally. So in the literal Pathfinder definitional sense. Yes. Would you like me to make no, its no, face no, no, no. bigger? No, 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 that's fine. No, <laughs> no, that is, that is, I, I thought it was a three by three, but you are correct. That is a four by four. That's a, that's a big, that's a big monkey. Ah, so big boy. Mr. Smoot, you're the biology teacher. Yeah. Uh, is it that apes can't see you if you move, or is that just no. bees? No, uh, I, I think all of that is wrong, and we should make no sudden aggressive moves. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to need you to um, roll your initiatives. Uh, Charles Smoot. Yeah. Um, good luck. What is that supposed to mean? I don't, I don't like what that implies. Why? Jaden, can you, like, you could have, you hit mine. You could have changed <laughs> the number if you wanted to. 
Charles Smoot has no luck tonight, um, as he has rolled a total 16 on his initiative. Tw- 28, uh, it seems. I-, I was looking at your dice for me. It's okay. Kelsey's above everyone. Kelsey! <laughs> Let's go, Let's Kelsey. go! That's who I need to be safe, in all fairness. Keep the healer in the middle. So, gentlemen. Recon equal giant monkey. And so we begin. Ignore the spiders. There's no spiders in oh, this one. Thank goodness. I would not want to deal with both of them at the same time. Suddenly, I feel better about fighting a house-sized gorilla. Without the spiders, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, as long as there's not both things, I think we're fine. It's like, oh, there could have been spiders? I feel great about this combat now. <laughs> I want you to understand, I named this um, in the music, um, the gorilla sound, just, that's a gorilla. Gorilla. I'm pretty sure, by the way, gorillas make chirping sounds. Like, it's very, like, short. That's why Yeah, I they like, do. No, th- they do. That's why I was struggling. I'm like, how do I make this sound worse than it is? Well, it's also similar. Like, big cats make the same sound. Uh, apparently, animals just chirp. Ladies and gentlemen. My butt's about to get rushed. How far is it? It can't stride and attack. It could maybe stride, stride, attack. Do you know what the movement speed of this is? Oh, no. It definitely also has reach, too. It's gargantuan. It yeah, has a... Yeah, It's got good reach. It's got big monkey arms. I'm pretty sure the reach is equivalent to its size for gargantuan. No. Yeah. No, no. It's reach, I think, is 20. I think your reach is supposed to be half your size. Because if you're a large creature... No, no, no I'm talking reach. about, like, the 20... The, it has a reach of four squares. This is what I'm talking... Because that's 20. 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. So, um, begin the encounter, I guess. This thing looks like it eats Toto for breakfast. It probably does. Uh, So, Kelsey, you can see, is sort of shivering a little bit. She strides back, shaking as she hears this sound, and the trees overhead are kind of shifting as this gorilla. You guys look terrified. I'm happy about it. I wonder why. Because I can read the name. His name is what? Megaprimatus. Oh, no, I don't like that. That sounds way too Latin for my taste. <laughs> yeah, can we fight a mesoprimatus? Yeah, something a little smaller. Mini primatus, maybe. Yeah, that's It's meso. Oh, is that what meso means? Yeah, it's no. the opposite of mega. So, I like that. Venevere Veer. Uh, Kelsey has strided back. It's your turn to be heroic, bud. It's your turn to be heroic, man. And Venevere bravely ran away. <laughs> 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 and no one would blame you. <laughs> you wanted to go after this thing? No, no, no. I'll, well, I'll fight this. I'll, I am the front line. I am where I'm supposed to be. Everyone else is supposed to be a good, like, 60 feet away from me. Finn is going to, I guess it would be the equivalent of sneaking backwards. Uh, he will be in between Kelsey and Big Monk. Uh, mm. And he's just going to back up and... When you said Big Monk, I was thinking of Molly, and I'm like, dang! <laughs> well, there, there are trees, um... Obscuring, yeah, so a you're... A little bit to your left. There is a tree somewhat close to you that you could take a, a step back and hide behind, because it is providing cover. Yeah, so one step back, I guess. Oh, can I just hold my turn? You can, you can ready, absolutely. you can delay. You can delay your turn and drop yourself in the initiative order if you uh, want to. I would like to delay my turn after the monkey. Okay. Charles Smoot, this gorilla's eyes narrow in on you. It heaves a heavy breath before it... Go get him, tiger. 
Mom always told me to pick the biggest kid in school and punch him in the face to assert dominance. Who was your mother? Clearly the monkey understands that I am the biggest kid at school. It slowly steps down into the, um, into this area with you, and you can see it just towers overhead. And yep. all of a sudden, you see as it stands up straighter, taking both of its arms and begins pounding against its chest, putting on a terrifying display. That sounds like a real saving throw to Is he trying to demoralize us? Uh, it's, it's working. Because it might work. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> so any creature that is within uh, 50 feet yep. of the Megaprometus, this ape, uh, is going to need to make a relatively high will save. I think that just barely misses Kelsey. It does just barely miss Kelsey. 22 for Finn. Uh, not enraged yet, so I'm getting no bonuses, but I am an expert in will, so that's that's always a plus. 17 for Charles Smoot. That is a critical failure. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you roll a five. Um, okay. So I, uh, give me one moment. All makes sense. It all it's makes It's literally sense. looming over top of you. It's not even your fault. No, no, it's not. It is just a big monkey right in my face. Yeah, I know. We deserve to be demoralized. The players. Oh, are... I'm demoralized. Yeah, yeah, no, we're demoralized. <laughs> <laughs> Almost has nothing to do with this monkey. The pretty potent effect. Yeah, big monkey is a pretty potent effect. So, Finnevere, you become frightened, one. And Charles Smoot, you are frightened, two, and flee until the end of your next turn. <laughs> Do I have to use all of my actions? Yes, that's what fleeing means. I Do I have to roll to get out of the pit? No. Okay. It, it's just an incline. It, it, does it count as difficult terrain? Or you could roll nature to determine what this pit is, if you would like. If you care. No, he, 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 Charles Smoot is currently defecating himself, if anything, <laughs> right now. He he wanted to fight a big monkey, but like in his mind, big monkey's like 10 feet tall, right? This is a 20-foot tall no, I'm pretty sure it's taller if it's gargantuan. No, I think it's 20 feet. No, the, the space it inhabits is 20 feet tall. Maybe I misread. Anyway, it's a very big monkey. Yeah, 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 for sure. You are currently, you could easily determine this, though. You are currently in its nest lair. You're in its nest, and it does not look happy. Charles Moot, you are literally standing there crapping your pants. No, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> These, uh, my my nice jeans have been soiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was imagining Kong when I when I did this one. It's also Cyborg Kong. <laughs> so I have to, do I have to use my full turn? Yes, full, that is what all movement. You you are frightened too, so um, you can apply that as a penalty. I want you to understand, my full movement will take me off the map. So Charles Smith, no, bye guys. Charles Smith's not in the fight. <laughs> I'll be back in two turns because I have to run all the way away and then run all the way back and then I can act. I, I have an idea. What if we also oh. ran the same <laughs> amount? Ooh, that, that, that is a genuine option. So that is its turn. That took us a while, Finnevere. You're not a bard anymore. You don't have anything that would remove fear effects. <laughs> Bards would have compositions and spells to remove fear effects. Finavir, you said you wanted to go after Monkey. Did you want to go yeah. now, or did you want to... Yeah, yeah, no, I think this will put the, the picture very clear. Uh, so, this is Finn's perspective. They drop into what seems like a combat 
monkey comes up. Roar. Like, go get him, Smoot. And Smoot ah! <laughs> runs the opposite way of the monkey. Well, he hasn't done that After yet. After all the big talk. Oh, he hasn't done that yet? No, it's not my turn yet. Does Finn see that Smoot's terrified? Because if not, you it's could... metagaming and I'll do something else. I mean, this is all happening at the exact same time. So you could try and roll a perception, but your character is currently also distracted and frightened one. Does he see me poop myself? Because <laughs> that is actively happening. Oh, but do I smell? <laughs> yeah, he might be able to smell it, right? 27. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, no. It's bad, bro. It ain't good. I, I see the will getting sapped out of a smoot. Like, oh, that's not good. <gasps> and Finn will go, run! And okay. he is going to flee. Okay, so uh, uh, you you fly off map, opposite uh, direction. Which I, he, he's only going to stride twice, though. Um, so Valen sees Finnevere flee. He sees Charles Smoot. And you also see that Valen joins you in fleeing the battle. Charles Smoot, um, it is your turn. That's smart man. I always know I could respect him. <laughs> Charles Smoot clambers up out of this pit, now understanding the gravity of the situation he's in, screaming bloody murder. That big monkey! Big, big monkey! As you run by, you feel a little something rolled down your pant leg. Absolutely. Heath. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Kelsey also begins to flee. And so I guess this is going to turn to a chase. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, Do you have more map to move us through? No. So. No, no, no. We just move the monkey back to the right. And That's us true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all jungle. It all looks the same. <laughs> it turns into the Flintstones. Scooby-Doo gang, we run off one side of the screen, appear on the other. Um, actually, as you guys begin fleeing out of the area, you do hear that there is something giving chase behind you. Oh, no, really? Who would have thought? I swear if he summons robot spiders. Don't you <laughs> dare. You better not. <laughs> this is your revenge of putting ideas in her head because I mentioned the watch. <laughs> I swear, if we hear the little ticking of metallic legs. <laughs> Why did I just put them in there and nothing happens? <laughs> okay. Uh, they're just there to observe. They're, they're ring bots looking out for their Uber. Okay, so this is a chase. You're going to ignore the map right now because there's nothing for you to really worry about on this map. But currently, you are being chased. And as you are running through the jungle, you suddenly find yourselves having to jump over myriads of roots. So I'm going to need you all to roll an acrobatics. Uh, ooh, that is a 13 for Finn. Hey, remember that comeuppance? Remember them comeuppance indeed. <laughs> hey, remember that comeuppance? I don't, I, I don't know why I'm getting comeuppance. <laughs> I just haven't rolled above a 10 except for one perception check, which did not matter. 11 for Charles Smith's acrobatics as he's terrified poop running down his legs. He slides and trips over it and then knocks his knee into a tumbleweed. So, um, as you guys are running, it's really funny because Kelsey and Valen both got the exact same roll. Oh, really? Yeah. They're doing well. You see that they leap oh, over. Well. <laughs> you see that That's they good. leap over these roots without any difficulty. However, Finnevere, you concerned for Charles look back momentarily, and your foot catches on a root, and you do stumble. Um, and Charles Smoot, you are terrified right now. You are frightened so badly that you are just wildly running 
and you also stumble over your own feet at this point. But as you both tumble to the ground and are lying there, you see as this gorilla comes charging towards you, all of a sudden it comes to a sliding halt and it's hovering over your head, breathing heavily, and it gives one final roar. I need you all to roll your will saves again. Uh, 19 for Finn. 18 for Charles Smith. That's still, um, both of you critically fail. Oh, so no. you both receive frightened two and fleeing. You're frightened maximizes, but you guys are absolutely terrified. But it seems that this creature, satisfied with your level of fear, snorts one final time in your face. You feel this breath of steam or hot air and your hair gets blown back. You feel some like boogers fly out from its nose and it smacks against your faces and you are both laying on the ground covered in gorilla snot. It stands back up and turns around and begins sauntering back off in the direction of its nest. So. Okay, so we mark a big red skull on the map here, right? Like avoid at all cost. So Charles Smoot, you have crapped yourself, among other things. Finnevere, you have joined him in a number of ways. You're both covered in snot. It does seem, though, that Valen and Kelsey are kind of gone right now, and it's just you two. Valen! Kelsey! Don't run too far away. That's not going to make anything better! <laughs> you left us to die? Um, <laughs> they come back after a minute realizing that you guys uh, had gone. I'm going to auto-sign your experience for that. Oh, God. We got experience for that? Yeah. You survived. Oh, uh, it chose to leave. There's a difference. Uh, you didn't engage it, so that's technically a pass. Uh, we, we survived. We very much could not have survived. That could have been the end of the campaign right there. It really could have been a party, but let's be honest. I did have a combat plan in mind, but I did uh, not I, want I, to I... throw the first stone. As soon as Finn realized that Valen uh, and Kelsey were coming back, if they were heading in their direction, he would stop and stop smoothing. Uh, hold on for a minute. But, uh, he starts to tie to woe himself, and then... They get there by the time. Like, and... you're, you're, like, in the process of finishing yourself. They they view Charles. That's understandable. I, no no judgment here, none. Better not be. We're just we're just marking a big red skull of death on the map, and we're going around. That that's just the way it's going to be. Honestly, like maybe Eden can handle this thing. Send her out here. Well, it's not pursuing us anymore. It's good news. <laughs> what did we do last time that it was chasing us so much? Oh, wait 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 wait. Last time? I think that's what it was. Well, that definitely was chasing us last time, too. We didn't come this far into the forest, though. She's thinking momentarily. You can try and um, you, you think back to when you guys first arrived. And you remember the red light creature initially, the little ring bot? Mm -hmm. And you remember, like, you were, you were kind of, like, climbing around the um, upper crust for a little bit. But all of a sudden, you heard a bit of an explosion and then several sequences of explosions. And then all of a sudden, you were being chased. You don't know if it was you or if it was the ring bots that started the whole issue. Well, how about we move far enough away, finish mapping out this area, and then leave as soon as possible? Let's just, yeah, big red X here. We're big not, red X here. Yep. Just, do not go this way, any other way. Let's, this was a reconnoiter. We just leave this as a big old X in question Maybe mark. Maybe a, a nice, like, asterisk if sea monkey just run. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds reasonable. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, at that point, we don't map this area. We just put a big red X on the map here. 
and we just have avoided all cost. I mean, did you guys at least enjoy the cost? And we moved. Oh, no, yeah. Th- th- this is a story to tell for the ages. Uh, can't wait to tell my friends that we had a no-bot level experience. This is when we get to level 10 and are more geared, we come back and get revenge. What did it do to us besides hookahs? It, it humiliated Charles <laughs> Smoot. He has pride, okay? You hear a deep bellowing laugh inside yourself. Charles Smoot has so much disdain and anger towards the situation himself, the voice in himself, all of the above, and just decides to begrudgingly move forward, though he has a deep, seething hatred of this creature now. And if at all possible, he would like to seek revenge one day. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. Um, so that's that. That's the, I'm getting this. I'm gonna say that's, that's the, the episode. episode. No, it's not. Um, so no, no, don't you do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> we just started. All right, movement. One more northeast. So you recon, whoa, 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 whoa. but now you travel. That's east. That's west. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely northeast. Um, so gentlemen, roll your perceptions as you are traveling through this new area away from monkey bad monkey bad juju monkey that's when musa finally lets me have an emp then i go after monkey it was a cyborg monkey too yeah i know that's why i want an emp why why now why like what this doesn't do anything for me (laughs) you're so upset i would have loved loved this role for my will save to not be absolutely humiliated as the frontline tank, the person who's supposed to be manly and grizzled, absolutely panicked. However, now that he's regained his wits about him, Charles Smoot gets a natural crit for a total 30 on his perception check. <laughs> At least you're clean now. No longer soiled. It's like the Will Whedon dice curse. Well, you're still soiled on the the, the, the we, don't need to, we don't need to expand on that. <laughs> we're, we're moving beyond it at this point. <laughs> we're so far beyond that topic of discussion. I cannot stress it enough. <laughs> 22 perception for Finn. We uh. see all things. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Are you okay? While I've literally <laughs> only rolled well, on perception checks that do not matter. Every other check I've rolled that wasn't the two perception checks when we moved has been below a 10. You feel as the rumbling grows slightly distant from where you are, as if it is moving in the opposite direction. Charles Smoot just makes a very aggressive and angry arm motion at it. That's right, you better run. I'm, I'm big and scary. <laughs> You're running away from me, not the other way around. Valen is looking at you suspiciously as you're, like, making these, like, arm gestures and grumbling. He just shakes his head and continues walking silently. But as you guys are walking through this area, you begin to see there are, um, there's a lot of foliage. It's a jungle. Uh, But you, you begin to notice that as you're traveling through this area, there does seem to be... A few barren trees in the area. A few of them look somewhat maybe blighted, but you you begin to notice an increase in the number of these trees and dead foliage and flora uh, becoming increasing as you move further to the northeast. Uh, anything, anything 
special or additional that one would see aside from the special or additional it it doesn't have to be that one would see um well actually charles smoot random relic on the ground piece of candy one a note that just says hope you feel better (laughs) (laughs) comforting b yeah like a comforting pin that says you're great guy (laughs) it's like old and rusted you just need something to pick you Charles up. Charles Smoot just needs something to validate his existence after just a, a stream of bad luck. Well, Charles Smoot, currently as you're walking through this area, you do with your eagle-eyed vision. That's expired. That's but. very expired. But <laughs> That effect is expired, but apparently maybe some residual effects are still here because perception is the only thing he's rolling well on. You you do see, though, something akin to signs, literal signs, of civilization. And there is an old marker point, which you are able to distinguish, which just says Flounder's Way. And it's pointing in a direction towards the west. You know, I don't think Flounder are native to tropical regions. No, Flounder's when you, you know, just kind of... Drown, right. It, it, yeah. it, it's a type of fish, though. Or just, you know, do a whole lot of nothing and just drop about. Right. Like earlier. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like what we did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the old flounder. Maybe that's what it was named after. Oh, because whenever you go past the monkey, you're floundering to get back over here. How did the thing get down here? I don't know. I don't care. I just know to avoid it. Right. And that's all that matters. Strangely enhanced monkey. Gorilla, technically speaking. I don't have much knowledge of creatures in a jungle, to be fair. More from the mountains. I'm learning, all right? Stop looking at me like that. I mean, so just take it as a learning moment. Accept the correction and move on. Be a better person. (sighs) He he groans. Uh, I guess we would attempt to recon and then map them. Charles Smoot and Finnevere, as you guys are taking a look around the area, you... You begin to notice, like, this strange haze that seems to sort of undulate occasionally, almost like a mirage. And sometimes you swear you see where there is a dead tree, a tree that is full of life, or where there might be something that, well, isn't something. The environment seems more alive at times, and then it fades back into a deathly hollow. Ben would like to physically investigate some of the foliage. Okay. Does it ever feel lively? Does it ever feel lively? Okay. Yeah, is it just like a visual effect, or is it like actually a transmutative effect? Yeah, like he wanted to see if it would transform in his hand. So, I need you both to roll a will save. I'm supposed to be good at those, theoretically, says my character sheet. Well, GM, uh, what you have just requested is indeed not a perception check. So, the dice have spoken and given me a total 11 for Charles Smoot's will save. Uh, if we're at, actually, we're... Um, Maybe a, technically a 13 because you're not frightened anymore, I would imagine. Or are we? Well, the the effects have resided, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, see, yes, Charles yes. Smoot's will is a plus 10. The dice have given me a one for a total of 13 of Charles Smoot's wills. Oof. Uh, 29 for Finn. Charles Smoot, that is very clearly a actual critical failure. I um, feel like I've done something to anger someone. And I need to reflect and <laughs> repent on some grievance which I have committed. Uh, Finnevere, mm-hmm. as you and Charles Smith go to investigate this un- anomaly, you reach your hand out and try and touch to this mirage, but you feel your hand come into contact 
crisp dead leaves. But Charles Smoot, you feel as this strange sensation waves or wafts over you. And Finnevir, as you look over towards your companion, you see that he completely just disappears from view. Smoot! Charles. That's me. All of a sudden, this feeling washes over you, and you are standing currently touching to this broken tree branch, but as you look around, none of your compatriots are near you. What? Oh, uh, You see nobody around you. Guys! What'll help here? And you begin looking around the area. But four minutes later, your party broaches through the trees, approaching towards you. Vinavir, you're with them. Where'd you guys go? Uh, well, what you had no idea where he went. He disappeared all of a sudden. Are, are we... Am I deeper? No, you're in the exact same spot. Though you notice your friends seem to come out of the same area that you guys arrived from four minutes before. Why, why did you guys go back the way we came? We didn't. I mean, wait, you were just next to me. Wait, how did... You were... We were just walking and... Well, clearly you walked the wrong direction, did a big circle and turned around, and I've been standing here the whole time. No, you were with us just like 30 seconds ago, maybe 10. No, I, I'm telling you, I, listen, Finn, I am the man with the golden watch. I mean, it was four minutes. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're, you're the man with the uh, aging... Uh, Choose your next words. You feel as Kelsey elbows uh, you very, very carefully. She elbows uh, you very harshly. Uh, perhaps you were not paying as much attention to your watch as you so thought. Uh, um. Then explain to me why you are coming from over there. Because we were all coming from here. No, no, no. I haven't moved. I'm in the same spot. You're the people who were walking and came from back where we were. How long do you think you've been there? Uh, five minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> Valen. Charles, you were with us. We were just walking and then you just, poof, vanished. Uh, we thought you, you just went on ahead. Which you did, so. I did, see? And it's been a while. About five minutes. I don't know why you guys came from back where we were, but uh, I've been going forward. You were the one that did the poof. Or were you the one that did the poof? You know what? Let's just continue. So? Weird techno-teleporty trees. I mean, we have mirror gates, so weirder things could happen. Does Finn have memory of bending down and touching the... No. Then he would do it again. <laughs> So, <laughs> I need you to roll a will save as I'll you walk over. No, no, no. Charles Smoot isn't smart enough to stop him. So, uh, Finnevere, you notice this strange mirage that's been going on, and you walk over to this dead tree limb, and you reach out to touch the strangely lively-looking one that is kind of hovering in front of the dead one. What is this? And he'll go and touch it. Okay, what's your will save? Wait, we've already investigated this. You touched this with me. Natural 20 for 30. You you reach through and the mirage kind of dissipates right before you touch it and you come into contact with the dead tree limb. I guess it's a fake. Uh, what do they call that? Hologram. Hologram? What? We're, we're saying the same words, just different time periods. Right. A mirage is generally generated by fluctuations in Yeet off in far distances and like air ripple effects and then also your dehydration can also extreme climates either cold or hot it's a mental effect on you however this instance probably isn't us being in any particular state but rather something induced by technology therefore closer to a hologram than a mirage right um 
it, I can, it's cool, I guess. Well, how about we don't go touching spooky death trees, um, and we'll keep going on. All right, then. Uh, we map out the area? For the record, they're harmless. What do you mean? We, I, I lost track of five minutes of time. Yeah, but that's because you went ahead. That if I went ahead, why am I in the same exact position when I started walking in here? All right, I can't even follow your story anymore. So, uh, gentlemen, you are going to attempt to map the area. Rolling a survival. Yes. Well, you see, the funny thing about survival is survival is, in fact, not perception. <laughs> Therefore, the dice have granted me a two All right. for a total of 12. Oh, boy, and that 27 will help you for two more points. I hope you guys are really ready to like pay attention to your um, traveling points here, because uh, as you begin attempting to map out the area... You look over and you see as Valen is walking and he reaches out and seems to try and touch oh, to one God, of these mirages. No. And all of a sudden, he disappears from view. So, you guys, uh, right before you begin uh, mapping out the area, you begin walking in and you all of a sudden see Valen, who was behind you at one point. Now he's in front of you. You have not mapped anything yet. You have. This has not happened, FYI. But six minutes later, from you guys arriving to this new area, you see Valen is currently standing, touching onto a tree limb, and he's looking around, very confused. Where have you all been? We were attempting to explore the area. First Smoot disappears, and now you. You were behind us, now you're in front of us. That means time, space, timey-wimey happened. Same thing that happened to me. Don't touch the trees. What? Don't argue with me, young man. Don't touch the trees. It seems harmless enough. Kelsey, this is a very... Sim- I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to remove the contraction. Well, didn't Very you- simple grammatical statement. Do not touch the trees. Are you, are, you guys done with your map yet, at least? We haven't even started mapping. We just started exploring the area. He looks very confused. So. We'll expend another point. You know, no, you no, spent no. your current point. Well, that just gives... Wait, but then that... You're going to re-roll your map. You're going to re-roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? I, I've been rock solid on my point taking this time, so we should be good. Yeah, your guys are still currently on the same mapping thing. Charles Moon has a total 23 for his survival to map the area. And whenever he sees anyone get close to anything, honestly, like touch the grass, the earth, a leaf falls from the canopy, he just screams at them. You you pull your, your daughter in closer to you, air quotes around daughter. Sit! Pretty much. <laughs> I just imagine. You Everyone, were... stay put. You treat them like a kindergarten class. No movement. You know what? Here. Here's ten feet of rope. Everyone, hold the rope. We're going to sit in a circle. It is circle time. Finnevere, I need you to roll will save while you're sitting there. I swear, if a leaf hit him, shouldn't there be a reflex save first? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The, the things are going to come up if this rolls high again. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> no, certainly not. Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man, he was going to get it. It's like, smooth things are fine. Okay. Trees are trees. So, trees are not trees, bro. So, uh, like I said earlier, uh, you guys have not actually completed a map yet. <laughs> uh, Finnevere, you're currently, you find yourself all of a sudden just sitting on the log by it, yourself. Is time in the day not passing? There is no time that seems to be passing um, for you when you're there, you're waiting. Time does seem to pass. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I don't think Finn would stay in the same place. Oh, okay. Uh, he would get spooked. Huh? Smooch! Where'd you go? 
So he's going to start just looking for them, but he's going to mark his way back. You guys are actually about 12 minutes behind from where you were. It seems like... So it seems like whenever somebody comes into contact with this mirage and fails their save, they seem to get shunted backwards into the past by a certain amount of time that varies from person to person, roll to roll. Uh, so he's good, basically going to be screaming at the top of his lung. Smooth! Okay. Kelsey! Um, so you guys are about 12 minutes away from where he is screaming, and you realize that Finevere has disappeared from your group. I told everyone to not touch anything. Don't breathe. Don't blink. Just, just like, can you not hold your breath for just like half an hour, guys? Like, it's not rocket science. And Charles Smith just starts barreling ahead through the forest. <laughs> and everyone charges after you. You find Finnevere in, in a nice little clearing. And there's a log there. It looks like a really nice place for a kindergarten class to sit. <laughs> everyone, I'm going to make this as simple as possible. I'm going to put up a tent so that we can not physically come in contact with any outside force. We're only going to be inside the tent. No one leaves the tent. We are all staying in the tent until we finish what we are working on. Are we going to map the area in a tent? <laughs> with our eyes, Finn. With our eyes. So, and our hands and a paper and pen. So I want you to know, every time you go to activate the map effect, I have to roll a flat check to see if this anomaly activates in the <laughs> I roll to map again. <laughs> Apparently, the dice gods do not like you repeating this over and over again. For I have now successfully rolled a 28 on Charles Smith's survival to map the area. Uh, Finn was not very helpful. He was a little distracting. I mean, time, space, timey-wimey turned out to be true. Finnevere, you're just going around, like, looking for more of these anomalies because it was kind of fun, I'm I, assuming. I, I, I got something for this. We came upon a monkey, the sight of which would slay our barbaric hero Smoot. He bravely ran away. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like cataloging the adventure in song. And Kelsey's clapping along, and Charles Smoot, yeah. while Finnevere's distracting. Whatever entertains the children so that they cannot touch anything. Vela is keeping his eyes peeled for any more of these anomalies, but you manage to successfully map the area. And after we map, we move through. Let me roll this flat check. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. What is it? Don't worry about it. I am worried about so it. So what direction are you going? We're continuing to go northeast to where we have the information that the research facility is, um, which also appears to be congruent with the fact that the blight gets deeper. Okay. So you move northeast once again. And as you said, it does seem as though this blight gets deeper. There are more dead trees in the area as you walk through. And it seems almost as if for the next mile or so, there is almost no living foliage until finally you reach through some of these trees. And you've been noticing more of these mirages in the area, kind of like undulating in in a nebulous manner. And as you come out from this dead wooded area, you see situated in a crater is a dilapidated dome-shaped building. And sort of surrounding its side, there are rectangular spikes 
jutting out from the ground. And you begin looking around the area. From what you can tell, it seems like there is no life close to where you are. There is no birds, no no animals, nothing is living in this area. Well, at least one safe bet is the monkey won't come here. Comforting. In a very alarming and concerning way. But if we did rest in this area, there might be a chance that we wake up yesterday. Uh, and I, yeah, we're, we're definitely not sleeping here. We're going to explore here and we are going to move on. To somewhere not here. Okay. Um, so as you guys kind of move a little bit further uh, inward. We begin to attempt to approach the crater and the building there within. Okay. As is our job as seekers is to explore these abandoned research facilities and gather relics. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. We are paid to risk literally life and limb. You guys walking closer towards this ruined dome-like structure you think is the laboratory. You see this undulating mirage kind of like flowing around it. Sometimes you catch glimpses of a building that is in pristine condition and then you once again see it as it has in its collapsed state. But all of a sudden, you see this giant wave of the mirage come almost as if it's reaching out towards you and it quickly seems to try and collapse on top of you, washing you in it. I need you all to roll your will save. All right, so what's at the control of this? And they are going to die. 14 for Finn. 29 for Charles Smoot. <laughs> well, one person in the party failed the will save, at least, so therefore everyone gets undone. Right, this is a split the party. Are you ready? This might be a split the party moment, honestly. Then you may have to play in two different timelines of alternate universes. Well, you see, Finnevere, you found this 14 minutes before the rest of the party arrives, and Smoot, you will find this that Finn has written help etched into the metal wall. <laughs> well, so if I could make a ominous observation, although it does seem random, I did notice that at first it was like five minutes, and then we got closer, and it was like 15. What if we got oh, yeah. closer into like 180 years? Ooh. Back to the, uh, the aura. There you the go. Hey, this is how uh, Smoot gets back to his reality. If he touches whatever it is, it just sends him back to the beginning of time. So. <laughs> or did dinosaurs. Yeah, correct. More giant monkeys. So, all of a sudden, this wave of this mirage seems to wash towards you, rushing at you, as if it is trying to pull you into whatever this is. You feel, both of you, you feel as your bodies sort of pass through this ripple, this rift of some sort. It's almost like passing through the mirror gate, but nowhere near as extreme. And then, all of a sudden, you find yourselves standing in a well-maintenanced courtyard of sorts. You see around you are walls made of stone, and there are people walking in the area. Some of them turn and look at you, confused. But the only people who are here right now in your group is Finnevere, Charles Smoot, and Valen. And as you are standing there, taking in your surroundings, realizing that something has completely changed, the building stands before you in pristine condition. And around it, these spires are standing upright. And there is no crater, but there is life everywhere. And you see 
as people come rushing towards you. And that is where we're going to end off on this week's episode of The Gage Chronicles. Uh, is it next next week yet? Not yet. No! We have to wait! So many questions. Who? What? Where? When? Literally when? Why? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Foundlings, for listening to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. We're so glad that you joined us, and I hope that, well, my player's pain is for your enjoyment because <laughs> I'm getting glared at occasionally. Um, I, I, I guess I should feel kind of bad. But anyway, Foundlings, if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you're sharing this with a friend, family member, your dog, cat, whoever wants to listen. Tell them about it because I'm sure they would enjoy. We want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi with Michael Gelfi Studios, Will Savino with Music D20. Yvonne Dutch and Monument Studios for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episodes. Woo! And of course, Foundlings, if you want to keep up to date on uh, latest information, news, etc., you can follow us on our social media accounts. All of those links are in the description below, but you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. You can also follow us on our YouTube where we release the VODs of this, which there's no real VOD. It's just like the audio. It depends on where you want to follow us. We're on any podcasting platform that you want to listen on. So <laughs> there you go. So Foundlings, we hope you'll tune in in two weeks to find out what's going on in the Gage Chronicles. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.